Okay, everyone, why don't we go ahead and get started with our workshop. Generally, it's the category of prayer in the Holy Spirit, but more specifically, it's how to recognize the voice of God, right? And I remember reading this book by James Chong, and um, he was talking about the different stages of discipleship, right? So there's, there's a certain time where you become a follower, then leader, then world changer, and so forth. And one thing he was saying in this book about spiritual formation is that the most important thing for the person who's a follower of Jesus is to learn how to recognize the voice of God. That's the number one most important thing. And so when we were planning this uh, retreat, we felt like, okay, we got to have a workshop really kind of addressing this issue. And so that's, you know, in part why Pastor David is here. Now, I, I first met Pastor David, it wasn't too long ago, maybe like a month or two ago. We were at an international house of prayer conference. So I was there in the morning, and then we were in small groups, and it just broke out, and I struck up a conversation with Pastor David. And I just found a lot of commonalities between our church, the movement of our church, some of the things that he's been trying, some of the things that he's been doing with the church, and some of the things that we've also been doing here. But I, I did feel in conversing with Pastor David that their church was actually further ahead. And so there, there's something really practical and dynamic to learn from someone who's actually on the same road as you but further ahead and so he's been journeying with his church and in, in prayer in uh, intercessory prayer in praying as a group recognizing the voice of god and being able to pray together you know and so um so not only is he a pastor but he is also a fellow practitioner in leading others and doing this himself so pastor uh, david is the senior pastor of parkside church and he is married to Sarah, and he has a three-year-old named Jeremiah. And uh, originally their church was hosting International House of Prayer before they actually relocated. And so there's a lot of rich interaction between, between them. After Pastor David um, gives us a presentation on how to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit, then we just want to have a Q&A. If there are some questions in your heart, feel free just to throw them all at Pastor Dave, okay? So really excited to have him here. Let's give him a warm welcome. All right, very good to be here with you all. Thank you, Pastor Andrew, for having me and here to share. I really thoroughly enjoyed getting to know Pastor Andrew, that one 20-minute conversation we had, and then we emailed afterwards and just talking about um, um, just the things that we felt like, we really felt like uh, the Lord was doing similar things in our congregations, and so... Really excited to be here. I have some handouts I wanted to, one handout I wanted to give you. So if you would uh, pass that around, I uh, just want to tell you a little bit about myself before we dive right into the topic. As Pastor Andrew mentioned, I, I've married, um, been married for four years, and I have a three-year-old. And so our life, my life the last four years has been, you know, upside down and <clears throat> done stuff. If you guys uh, are married and have kids, then you, you would know what I mean. Um, and... Uh, on the, I ran, rushed out of the house in a hurry, so I don't have my ring on. But when I don't have, don't have my ring on, I feel like I'm naked. <laughs> Something's missing. I have my pants on the chair. And so if I keep on looking down at my hand, then that's what I'm doing. My wife and my son are actually here. They're in the cafeteria eating. And uh, there's a vehicle fire on the 17th freeway, so we almost did not make it today. Um, both lanes were closed for a while. They reopened up another one, but fortunately my Google Maps tells me which way to go, took a nine freeway, and here I am. 
thought I was going to be 20 minutes late, but I was 20 minutes early. Well, good, good. Today, um, our topic is generally on prayer. Um, how many of you guys pray? <laughs> I didn't say how much or how long or how <laughs> Just, yeah, I pray. Thank you for the meal, Lord. <laughs> Uh, but specifically, we want, to, we want to talk about the topic of recognizing the voice of God. Because prayer is not just uh, making up a list and telling God what our needs are. Prayer is actually a two-way communication, isn't it? Uh, communication, it comes with a Latin word, which means to share. Yeah, it, prayer is not just me trying to inform God of what is not going right. And, you know, sometimes, that, you know, we use the term prayer warrior, someone who, you know, really battles in prayer, but sometimes people are prayer warriors. You know, they pray and they meditate on their problems and what's not going right and the people they don't like, we meditate on it for 40 minutes or 20 minutes and say, yeah, I prayed. <laughs> I feel terrible, <laughs> but I, I prayed. But prayer is more than that. It's not just telling God because he already knows, but we're going to pray, in fact, Jesus said. But it's um, presenting our hearts to the Lord, but also letting him speak to us and deal with our hearts. So we serve a living God, not a, a dumb, mute idol. Uh, we serve a living God who communes with us, who calls us. And so on the outlines here, I put a question there. How many of you um, would say you have, quote, heard God's voice? Don't be shy. Anyone? Okay, a couple of us, a few of us. <clears throat> I would like us to look at a couple of these scriptures here that I put in the outline there. John 10.27 and Romans 8.14. Uh, just take a, a few seconds to read those. Did anybody not get an outline? Are there any other extra outlines up there somewhere? You guys can share. I do have one more. You can pick one somebody else comes in. Yes, thank you. All right, so looking at that scripture there, John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Who is talking there? Jesus, of course, the great shepherd. Now, according to this verse, um, because we are followers of Jesus, because we uh, call Jesus our shepherd, by definition, we follow him. If we don't follow Jesus, then he is not our shepherd. He's just, uh, you know, he's disillusioned. He's not Lord if nobody's following him. Jesus is Lord. He's our shepherd, so we follow him. And if you're following him, the only way you can follow him is because you've already heard his voice. Jesus himself says, my sheep hear my voice. And so if you're a sheep, and all of us are, if you've said yes to Jesus and have repented of your sins and put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you are a follower of Jesus, then you have already heard God's voice. Um, <clears throat> We'll explain that more in a moment. Let's look at that second scripture there, Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. How many of us are sons of God here? In fact, the scripture is um, every single one of us, male or female, we're all sons of God, and all of us are the bride of Christ. <laughs> Whether you're a guy or a girl, we're all the sons of God, we're all the bride of Christ. And because we're sons of God, by definition, it is our, quote, birthright that we are led by the Holy Spirit. The reason you can be a child of God is because the Holy Spirit led you. He drew you. So the good news today is everybody, everybody here um, already hears the voice of God, whether you think you did or not. 
if you said yes to Jesus, you, uh, you've already heard the voice of God. <clears throat> so the, the question is, do we recognize what God's voice sounds like? Um, <clears throat> Let me just share a story with you while we're while we still have more people come, continue to come in. There's the entire part of the All right. <laughs> 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 All right. If anybody's willing to share an outline with somebody next to you, um, <clears throat> please feel free to do so. <clears throat> Just share a story while we're um, still getting situated a little bit. A few years ago, I was in Washington D.C. for a prayer and worship uh, seminar, <clears throat> and I was leading worship. Um, I play guitar, so I lead worship, and they had some really fabulous musicians, just amazing people. The cellist that was there, he played for the two popes in his life, and all these people, their caliber was like, you know, I, I felt like I, I don't even know how to read music next to them. But I was leading worship. And I was leading a Thursday morning set. The prayer focus for that set was to pray for Israel. I said, all right, we're going to pray for Israel, <clears throat> for God's salvation and revival for, uh, to come to Israel, to the surrounding nations. And so I was, you know, the, the, the most difficult thing for a worship leader is choosing the psalms. Anybody lead worship here? No? Yeah, or if you're preparing a, a Bible study or something, just like choosing that the right passage or the song is the toughest thing. So I was wondering what should I choose and I've been thinking about it for a few months and I just couldn't you know decide on the song should I go with more of the old school worship song should I go with more of the contemporary should I you know and as I was preparing as I got to Washington DC and we were going on a little tour of the Capitol building all of these things out of nowhere just this thought comes into my mind O come O come Emmanuel you guys know that Christmas carol O come O come Emmanuel and it was April. <clears throat> so I was like, no, I'm not going to do that song. Total random thought came into my mind. I said, no, that's kind of weird. But, you know, a few minutes later, the song just kept on like, like bumping me. It's like, hmm, interesting. I thought about it. Christmas song. Like, you know, people are going to think I'm weird or they're going to think I'm trying to trying too hard to be creative. You know, what are these, you know, people are going to think. There's some, you know, uh, political people there. There's all sorts of people there. And and so anyways, so I'm, I'm having this wrestling match with God as I'm going through this tour. And, and uh, later, I'm, I'm just telling some, I talked, uh, talking to one of the people there. I'm saying, you know, I just feel like the Lord is call, leading me to sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And they're like, oh, if the Lord is leading you, well, you should do it. I was like, well, I'm not sure if it's God. I don't know if it's, I'm just making it up. You know, maybe I don't know what's going on. And then so I get back to the hotel room, and I'm taking the elevator up. And as I'm going up on the elevator, there's a couple there in the elevator, and the woman starts singing the song. <laughs> of course, you know what it is. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. I'm like, I kind of look at her, and she's probably thinking, this man thinks I'm really weird. And she kind of gives, like, it's all right. It's okay to sing Christmas songs any time of the year. Like, yeah, that's true. They were not part of our, you know, you know, our group. And I was like, okay, well, maybe God is speaking to me. I don't know. I didn't. So I went up to my room, pulled out my little laptop. I looked up the song because all I knew was that first line. <laughs> oh, I knew the chorus. Rejoice, rejoice, da 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 da, da something, something, right? <laughs> and uh, I looked up the line in the song. The second line says, come and ransom something Israel. It was all about God delivering, saving Israel. 
I said, woohoo, I hear from the Lord. And we sang that song, and we, as we were singing the song, we had this dance processional coming in, and we had the Israeli embassy, somebody famous. I, as you can tell, I'm not that you know, familiar with the political, political arena, and we're doing it, and everyone was just like, wow, this was such, this was the right song for the moment. And so that was one of my, quote, success stories. I feel like I really heard from the Lord, but it stretched me because it came out of left field. I didn't make it up. I tried to rationalize it. In fact, I tried to rationalize it out of my mind because I didn't think it was it would fit in with what my limited understanding and what I understood. And um, but anyways, that was one of the times I felt like the Lord speaks and He leads us. So according to the scriptures, Jesus says, "Because we are His followers, we're His sheep. We, we hear His voice. If you have not heard His voice, you would not be a believer here today. And because you are a child of God, a son of God." Um, you are led by the Holy Spirit. That is your birthright. You would not be a believer here. You're, you don't believe in Jesus. You don't wake up one day and say, I'm going to believe in Jesus. I want to believe in a God I've never seen with my eyes. I never touched him. I never spoke to him in person. I'm going to re- believe in a book that was written a couple of thousand years ago. And I'm going to believe that this man is the son of God. I'm going to give my entire life to him, repent of all my sins and say yes to him. If you've gone that far, <laughs> you've dived off the deep end. And why? Because the Holy Spirit has convicted our hearts that this is reality. This is truth. Jesus is the Son of God. And when we heard that message, the Holy Spirit, He like branded it to our hearts. And I I knew this is truth. Jesus, I repent of my sin. I give you my life. And so the Lord led us to that point. Everything else from that point is the same in the same vein. We continue to hear from the Lord. The Lord continues to guide us. The Holy Spirit continues to speak to us. So, um, Today's seminar is not called how to or uh, uh, whether you hear the voice of God or not, but it's you already hear the voice of God. So the title is, how do you recognize when the Lord is speaking? Have you ever struggled with kind of the things I've struggled with? Is this God or is this me? Am I just making this up? Am I trying to be like spiritual or am I, you know, I sometimes I feel like I, what if I miss it? You know, in my life, I felt like sometimes God, quote, spoke, and I was totally wrong. It's like, oh, okay, delete. <laughs> Let's move on. And, you know, or maybe I had a enchilada the night before, and I just had, you know, just weird chemistry going on in my mind. I don't know. But we have the struggle. But whenever we come to decisions, we need to make in life. You know, what, what if we come to um, everyday decisions? You know, Lord, should I... Um, um, or small decisions or big decisions... When we minister to people, when we pray for people, somebody says, would you pray for me? How should I pray? The Lord leads us. He guides us. And all of us desire, at a deep level, we want to hear the voice of God. We didn't say yes to Jesus so that we would just, you know, never talk to him and never hear his heart. We said yes to the Lord because the Bible says God loved us with an everlasting love. He never started loving us. He has always loved us. And he and Jesus came to demonstrate that love for us. We signed up for relationship. We signed up to know the heart of the Father. And he desires to communicate with us. I want my son to know my heart when he grows up. I, I want to be his dad. I also want to be his friend when he's an adult. And want, have, want him to know my heart. And God, in the same way, wants us to understand his heart. <clears throat> and so we already hear his voice. So how do we recognize his voice? The Roman numeral 2 in your outline there is dealing with hindrances to recognizing God's voice. I think there's a few things that can hinder us from recognizing God's voice. But before we do, maybe I'm not going too fast. And if you have any questions, feel free to uh, raise your hand. 
Uh, we'll have some time at the end for Q&A as well too, but um, if you have questions, feel free to raise your hand and we'll answer them. Um, if you want me to repeat something or anything. Um, I am going to go fast to try to get the material out there, but um, some things might be more what you need to hear right now, and so those things I want to dwell on more, so feel free to let me know what's ministering to you. <clears throat> so dealing with hindrances to recognizing God's voice, um, one of the questions that I got in my email from Pastor Andrew, um, when somebody had emailed, how do you identify things that are blocking or preventing you from hearing God? which I thought was an amazing uh, question. Um, these are five things, I think, um, that can hinder us from recognizing God's voice. Number one is limiting God to only speak in certain ways. Limiting God. Um, <clears throat> what, in what ways does God speak? How does God speak? Of course, one answer is very simple. The Bible. Of course, it's the Word of God. Um, what what other ways does God speak? A lady in the elevator singing a song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> what other uh, What other ways? Feel free to chime in. Dreams. dreams. Yes. A lot of the Bible is dreams and visions that people saw. If you cut out dreams and visions in the Bible, we would have I don't know how much a third of the Bible gone. And so that seems to be God's most, uh, the simplest way God speaks. We'll talk about that why, about why later. What other ways does God speak? Mind. Through, through your mind. Yes, excellent. Through your mind, yeah. And sometimes we think that God's going to, when, when we think about God's voice, sometimes we think of it as like something outside of us. But God speaks through your senses. You know, for example, um, it's a little exercise. Think of, a pink elephant with purple polka dots. Okay. Right. Did you picture that in your mind? That's how God speaks to you, a picture. Or think of the word freedom. Some of you might actually see the letters, F-R-E-E-D-O-M. Somebody of you might actually picture, you know, Mel Gibson, you know, very hard, but freedom. <laughs> Somebody, some of you just might think the word or the concept. But that's how the Lord speaks when he speaks to you. That's why sometimes we struggle. Is this my own thought? Is it my, you know, is it the Lord? Is it, could it be the enemy trying to confuse me, deceive me? Am I going crazy? Because the movie screen that we write our thoughts on, it's the same one that the Lord would use or the same way we interact with the world around us. So through our minds, excellent. How, what other ways does God speak? <clears throat> through nature? Yeah? Have you ever? Other believers. Other believers, definitely. Yeah. I think that's so important because sometimes as you're on this journey, you need people who will be honest with you. Say, hey, you have something on your face right there. <laughs> you know, or that's really dangerous. Are you sure? Did you pray about this? Somebody who would be real with us. Uh, my, one of my best friends, Tony Kim, he's down in Bakersfield. He pastors a church and he calls me and he says, David, I appreciate you because you always tell me the truth. You, you care about me. And I'll tell them, you know, I'll tell them the hard things that I feel as a friend I should, that I would want him to tell me if he thought I was going in a funny direction. We all need godly people in our lives. Well, <clears throat> there are many ways that God speaks to us. And if you look through the scriptures, God speaks through animals. God speaks through, you know, the stars. God speaks through angelic visitations. God speaks through so many ways. That's God's very nature. 
Uh, God speaks ultimately Hebrews chapter 1 through his son Jesus Christ. Jesus was the word, walking book, walking among the people. When you saw Jesus, you saw God. You knew what God was like. You didn't need a book to, to tell you. Um, so God speaks in many ways. <clears throat> but sometimes I want God to speak in a certain way, otherwise I won't recognize his voice. Sometimes we think if God doesn't speak to us in a vision or a dream, we might say, well, I don't think God spoke to me. Right? God didn't need to send an angel to tell me, you know, sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel. You know? I didn't have to have a, you know, knocked out and have a vision and, you know, Jesus appeared to me and say, sing this Christmas carol. You know, if I waited for those things, I might never get that. If I limit God to only speaking in one way. Or sometimes, you know, what if I say, I, God only speaks through the Bible and I'm never going to listen to other people. I'm never going to listen to, you know, anything else. Then we're limiting God in the way that he communicates. Of course, the Bible is God's eternal word, final authority on everything. And we'll talk about how important that is later. But we also want to understand that the Bible tells us that God speaks in so many varied ways. And so we don't want to limit God. And so usually what I do is when we, when I help try to help people for the first time learning to listen to God, I say, well, think, ask God to give you a scripture, a Bible verse. Or ask God to give you a picture in your mind. Or a word or impression that comes to you. Or, you know, when you're praying for somebody, sometimes we, we want to pray and say, oh, Jesus, start. You, know, you just start going for it. You pray. Well, before you start going for it and praying, just pause for a few seconds. Say, Lord, you know, would you give me a scripture, a Bible verse? Or a picture or a uh, impression or something. And then I'll just wait and let, let the flow of thoughts come in. I don't try to make one up. I don't try to look at the person and try to see what verse does he need, you know. I, you don't do that. Just just wait. Or, you know, when you're praying about something, when you're reading the scriptures, do the same thing. Read a verse and then say, Lord, thank you for this truth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Thank you for that, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you show me more? What, did, what does that mean? What was that like? What were, what, what were you thinking? How did it feel when God, you said, light be and light was? You know, just start asking questions. And let, uh, I believe the Lord would speak to you because we are his children and we are his sheep. <clears throat> and so we don't want to limit God to only speaking in dramatic ways. Um, second way that we can hinder hearing uh, from the Lord and recognizing his voice is pride. Sometimes... Uh, we can feel like, I don't need to hear God's voice. I have my mind. I have my you know, college degree. I have this or that. And the fact is, we all need to hear the voice of the Lord. We all need to follow Jesus every day. We need fresh manna from heaven each day, not just you know, 20 years ago when I got saved or something. We need to hear from the Lord every day. Um, a third thing that can hinder us from Recognizing God's voice is when we have fears or insecurities or past woundings. You know, we talked about that. What if I don't hear God correctly? I'm going to get embarrassed, or people are going to think I'm spiritual or not spiritual enough, or there's all these pressures, and we, we get afraid. Um, what if, you know, what if I open up myself up to, you know, weird spiritual things, and, you know, what if God says, you know, buy a, go to PetSmart and buy a little toad and name him, uh, Beethoven and you know take him somewhere and say ah you know whatever I'm like what if God tells me weird things you know I get afraid and I what if I miss it what if I tell somebody well I feel like the Lord is saying this and 
person's like, no. <laughs> or what if I think something's going to happen and no, it didn't happen at all. Or, you know, just whatever it is, we get afraid, insecurities. Um, but Jesus assures us in Luke chapter 11, verse 13. He says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You need to understand that when you're asking the Lord for good things, God gives good gifts to his children. Um, <clears throat> also, sometimes, um, uh, number four, feeling unworthy. Um, that can hinder us from hearing the, and recognizing God's voice. Ask yourself, do I feel worthy or substitute the word qualified? Do you feel qualified, worthy, good enough to hear God's voice? How do you feel about yourself? on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being, no, I'm not worthy to hear God's voice, or 10. Yeah, God speaks to me, and I'm, I'm going to believe him. Where do you give yourself a number? Do you feel worthy? Well, according to the Bible, we're all of us are a 10. We are all worthy and qualified to hear God's voice because we are God's children, and we are Jesus' followers. And so we need to understand that if I don't agree with the Bible then that can hinder me from hearing God's voice and his leading. <clears throat> and fifthly, a wrong or incomplete view of what God is like and how he feels about us. You know, sometimes in the way we think about who God is or what he is like, that can limit us from receiving from him. Let me give an example. If my view of God is that he is an angry, mad, you know, male figure, you know, and he's always disappointed in me because I don't measure up. If that's my view of God, what am I going to expect when I hear his voice? When he simply says, I love you, I'm proud of you, would I believe that's from God? Yeah. You know, my, my hurts, my woundings from the past, my insecurities, my fears, my, my incorrect, inaccurate, incomplete views of God will hinder me from hearing and understanding the Father's heart. And so that's another thing that can hinder us. That's why I love the prayer from Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. Um, if you're taking notes, circle that scripture, Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. I want to encourage you to memorize that. Um, let me read just one verse of that for you. Paul says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you might know him better. And so Paul prayed for the believers at Ephesus all the time. Paul said in Thessalonians, pray continually, pray without ceasing. And one of his prayers was this, that God would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we would know God better, we would know Jesus more. Make that your prayer. And keep on asking in the Lord to give you wisdom and revelation. Good, good. <clears throat> Let's uh, take a quick break here. How, any questions or thoughts so far before we continue? Some like pretty much standards, common stuff. Anything new here that caught your eye? But why don't we do this? We're going to take about one minute. I want you to turn to somebody near you, break up into groups of two, and just tell each other something new or something new, a new concept or a verse that you just heard. Or was there something that you didn't quite understand or want to study out more? So look to the person next to you, and we're going to take. One minute, so 30 seconds, 30 seconds, okay. Ready? Go. <laughs> so, what did you learn? What did you not understand? What did you get out of it so far? 
and barriers? Well, basically, as with anything, you need to repent and say, Lord, forgive me. I've been moving in fear, in unbelief, in limiting you. I've been, you know, prideful or feeling unworthy or I've had a wrong view of you. God, forgive me, Lord. Help me, Holy Spirit, that I would know truth, that I would open myself to understand you more and know you more. So we're going to do that in a moment. <clears throat> but any questions before we go on? No? All right, you have a very bright crowd, or the lunch is getting to your brain and the pain <laughs> rushing down. <laughs> Either way, it's okay. <laughs> um, let's pray. Uh, um, we're going to do an exercise. We're going to pray, and then we'll continue on with the backside of our, our handout there. This is what I'd like us to do. Look at those five hindrances and see if there's one that kind of um, the one that jumps out at you the most. Which one of those do you feel like um, you want to ask the Lord to help you grow in? Is there an area one of those? <clears throat> All right, so let's pray. Let me just lead you in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that, that your word says that we are led by the led by the Spirit of God, because we are children of God, because we are followers of Jesus, that we hear the voice of Jesus and we follow him. Lord God, I just pray that you would bless just everyone here with a desire to draw closer to you, to know you more. Would you give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation today and in the days ahead that we would know you, we would see the beauty of your, your, in your majesty, Lord, Open our hearts. Open up the eyes of our hearts that we might know you more. Lord, right now I just ask for the help of your Holy Spirit. Would you just um, point out if there's anything that we need to just confess and repent to you, Lord? And we just say, Lord, would you forgive us for um, limiting you? Forgive us when we've um, limited you and said, well, I'm only going to 
listen to God if he speaks to me this way. But I pray that you would speak to us in whatever you, way you see fit. Lord, forgive us for our pride if we've ever said, I don't need to hear from God. I can make my own decisions. Whether we set those words or by our actions in ignoring or not asking for your heart if we move in pride or if we've ever been prideful because we felt like we heard your voice and we, we try to control or manipulate other people or or we feel um, uh, or forgive us or for our fears or insecurities when we move out of fear of missing it or fear of, of uh, being embarrassed that we don't move into this arena Lord of, of wanting to hear your voice I pray that you would heal us of past woundings things that um, that when we do hear your voice that skews us that you would say one thing but we would take it in a a um, personal way in a wrong way because of our past woundings. Lord, um, pray that you would forgive us when we feel unworthy because we realize that's not what your word tells us. Your word tells us that because we put our faith in Christ, you've given us the right to become the children of God, John 1, 12. Forgive us when we believe lies from, from our flesh or from the world or from the enemy that God does not speak. Forgive us when we've entertained and lived out those lies. Forgive us from when we have wrong or incomplete views of you and, and we, um, we don't hear your heart towards us fully because we don't know you, Lord. Cleanse us, Lord. Forgive us. Now, in this place of prayer, I just want to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you to pray it to the Lord. I'm going to give you a question and... Uh, um, and after you ask that question, I want you to wait on the Lord and just let him um, bring something to your mind. Let him bring a scripture or a word or an impression or a picture to your mind. And so would you ask the Lord and say, Lord, how do you feel about me? Say, God, how do you feel about me? So make that your prayer. Ask the Lord, how do you feel about me, Lord? And then let him bring a scripture, a picture, a verse. We'll stay in this place for about a minute, so take your time. Holy Spirit, would you speak to our hearts right now? How do you feel about me, Lord? Don't try to force it, just let the thought come to you. your heart. Just ask for your presence. It's a loaded question because sometimes we have answers to that questions. That question. Sometimes we think we know how God feels about us, 
but it might not be what the Bible says, the truth and reality of how God feels about us. How many feel like you got a scripture? Any scriptures come to your mind as we were waiting on God? Anybody want to share? Or you don't have to share what the scripture was, but any any scriptures pop into your mind? No? Yeah. Oh yeah? Good, good. Anybody get words or words or sentences or phrases? Okay. Anybody get a, did I ask anybody got a picture? Yeah? Oh, cool. Very good. Would anybody who just raised your hand, would you got, like to share what you, what came to your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, the God does feel like that about you. He really does. Sometimes we think of God as a courtroom legal, you are justified and you are my son, but you know, stay in that sterile environment. No hugs for you. But no, God is warm, fuzzy, come and lick your face, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's the intimacy that God wants to have with us, Abba. That's awesome. Anybody else would like to share with us what you saw, heard, or scriptures that came to your mind? Especially somebody who had a picture. Those are very easy to share, anybody? And if it doesn't make sense to you, feel free to share too. And notice I didn't say, what did God say to you? I said, what came to your mind? Because I'm not saying any of you necessarily actually heard from God. I believe almost all of you did. But sometimes you need to like take that pressure off of you and say, wow, I need to hear from God. You don't need to go around and say, does say the Lord, you know, dog's face, you know. <laughs> you know, just, I saw a dog's face, just like he said. It's, that's, it's so simple. It takes the burden off of you, burden off of other people. When you're praying for somebody and God gives you a scripture, don't go up to them and say, this is a scripture for you, does say the Lord, and you know, this, ah. Just say, hey, the scripture came to my mind as I was praying for you. You know, Psalm 1 1. You just share. Just be normal. Don't be weird. Don't be creepy. Right? <laughs> just be normal. <laughs> right? Good, good. Anybody else want to share before we go? Yeah. Uh, yeah, even just coming down from the sky and the light down and hearing a really big heart. Heart. Oh, heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was he going like this? <laughs> Whoa, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Maybe it was my imagination that's the struggle. It could be, yeah, it is. But you know what? Does Do you think that's biblical or not, that, that image that you had? Do you, could that be the way God is feeling about you? Yeah? Not not your emotions, but what would the Bible say? Are you a fault? Do you have you given your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yeah, the Bible says He God gives us the gift of forgiveness, washes away our sin. So all your past things God washes away. Not only that, He gives you the gift of righteousness. Romans five eight eight five something. Everything that Jesus did, He gives it to your credit. But it's not your you know fifty thousand dollars in debt. Jesus forgives that. You are at zero. Not only that, He puts infinite righteousness in your account. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. No wonder God could love you with that humongous heart. Yeah. So that is biblical. 
Now, this is the thing is, as long as it's like biblical and it's not against scripture, I'm okay with people making things up and saying, I saw a yellow station wagon. Okay. What does that mean? I don't know. What do you think that means? I don't know. <laughs> what do you do? You just put it on the shelf. Okay, you just say you just nod and smile and say, "Yeah, thanks for sharing that." <laughs> you know, don't people? You know, you don't need to you know push people down and say, "You don't hear from the Lord." Never do that again to me. You know, don't just, you know just relax and just you know. And so feel free to grow. You know, learning to hear the voice of God is a learning process. You're not going to wake up one day and every you know have a vision, an angel show up on your right shoulder and say, "Wear green shoes to work today." You know, marry this person, go to that school, move to this city. It doesn't work that way. God gave you a mind. God gave you will, emotions. God put godly people in your life, and if God needs to speak in a more clear way, then He'll send you an angel if He needs to. Sometimes He'll just guide you and say, "You're you're my son. You know my heart. You know my values." Now make the best choice. I wanna, I'm, I'm curious what you are going to choose. What school do you want to go to? And I say, God, I want to go to the school. You want me to. God says, bro, I've been sowing into your life for all this, you know, 40 years. What, what would you choose? I'm like, I don't know, God. I'm still in diapers. I need you to tell me. You know, God wants us to mature. I want my son, when he's, you know, 18 and older, to be able to make the right decisions and not, you know, rely on me for everything. I know my values are in him. I know he would ask for my advice because he cares about what I think. And he's saying, you know, I would ask my son, you know, if he came to me and said, God, I love God. And I'd say, my son. <laughs> that's, that's theologically incorrect. Huh? <laughs> so he would, say, he would say, Dad, I met this girl in college and I think she's the best thing since sliced bread. You know, what do you think? Should I marry her? Should I not? I would ask him. I wouldn't say you, yes, you may marry her, or no, you may not. I'd say, well, how do you feel about her? What do you like about her? Do you see any red flags? You know, I would help him process what he's going through, and then he would make a decision, and then he would tell me, I'd say, I support your decision. And then if it was really off and he was going to get in trouble, then I'd say, you know what? I'm really concerned about you. I would send people into your life. I would share my heart with you. Sometimes we, we treat God like a fortune cookie, you know, <laughs> or, a, or a Ouija board, or a fortune teller or something or a, you know god is not about that it's about relationship god is maturing us to be sons and daughters who know his heart who speak his heart and who are submitted to him 100 percent yet god is wanting us to be a co-laborer what's the word um equally yoked with him that does not mean jesus is oh, jesus and like i am nothing it's all about you nothing about me it is true, it's all about him, because we would be nothing without him, but at the same time, Jesus says, I want you to be a co-laborer with me. I want to, you to partner with me, and I want you to agree with me, and I want, you know, he wants partnership. That's what the Bride of Christ is about. God is wanting a partner. Um, co-laborers, co-inheritors, what's the word, um, uh, with Christ. And so that's the place God is taking us to. Good. Just my notes. My notes disappeared. So let's go to a few um, practical application things about recognizing the voice of God. <clears throat> Number one is ask God questions. This is let me give you some social advice. <laughs> if you go to a party and you don't know what to say. Ask people questions. Hey, what are you doing at this wedding? How do you know the you know the bride or groom? 
that's a good way to start. And so the person can respond to you and say, well, I'm a friend of this and this is how, and, you know, a great way to start a conversation, right? All right, let me give you some spiritual theological advice. How do you hear from the Lord and recognize his voice? Ask him a question. That kind of narrows down the possibilities of answers that you're looking for and say, Lord, what did you mean when you created the world? What, what does it mean that, you know, what is the spirit of wisdom and revelation God? What is that? You just ask the Lord and let him bring scriptures, pictures, impressions, words to you. Let the Lord guide you to another place in the Bible that explains what that is and let the Lord take you on this journey of understanding his heart more. So ask questions. That's a great way to commune with the Lord. Uh, it's a great entry point for conversation, for communication. Uh, Jeremiah 33.3 Call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And then Jesus says in Matthew 7.7 Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. Another place Jesus says uh, You have not because you ask not. Is that Jesus? Is that James? Um, and so we don't have because we don't ask. And so ask the Lord and say, Lord, like we did a few minutes ago, how do you feel about me? And then you give the Lord space if he would like to at, at that time. Let him bring things to your mind so that you understand a little bit deeper about his heart. <clears throat> ask questions when you're reading the Bible. So still on the topic of asking God questions. Ask questions when you're reading the Bible. And say, Lord, what does this mean? Holy Spirit, uh, what does this mean? And then just wait, pause. Let him bring thoughts, questions, answers, whatever to your mind. Um, pray, do the same thing when you're about when you're praying for someone. Before diving right into the prayer, just pause and say, Lord, how do you feel about this person? What are the treasures that you want to call out of this person? This person just told me about this negative thing that they're going through. Lord, what do you want me to pray into the positive as blessing into their lives? Then you just wait. And if you see something negative, you pray the positive. You see the person lying, just pray truth over them and just bless them. Just edify, encourage, and comfort. First Corinthians 14 says that's, just, that's what prophetic gifts are for. Um, so ask God questions. And then number two, listen or look for scriptures, pictures, words, or impressions. The reason I say those things is because sometimes if, if, if you just wait for God to speak to you, sometimes you're like, it's so broad that you don't know. Is God going to send an angel, give you a vision, you know, what's, you know, you know, some woman in the elevator is going to come out and say, this is God's message to you, or, you know, you're going to open a fortune cookie and it tells you what to do with your life, you know. We, we don't know how God's going to speak. But when we ask this question, uh, look for scriptures, pictures, words, or impressions. It's, these are some of the simple ways that God can speak to you often. Um, <clears throat> and as we... As I mentioned earlier, while we were praying and asking God how he feels about us, don't try so hard to make up an answer, right? Don't get in your head and say, what would God say? Is this right? Is this wrong? What would my spouse think if, what, if I told them I think God told me this, you know? Um, my wife and I have a standing joke. My wife, you know, she, Sarah, she would always say, uh, honey, I think God's telling us to move to San Diego, she loves San Diego. <laughs> the beaches, the restaurants, and I love it too. We went on vacation. She says, you know, people in San Diego need Jesus too. <laughs> but, you know, you know what, what would my spouse think if I said this? Uh, you know, we, we don't try to get into your head and, you know, what is the right thing to hear from God? No, just let the Lord speak. Ask the questions, and if he gives you something, good. If he doesn't give you anything, okay. 
If you get something and it doesn't make sense, okay. If you make something up in your mind, okay, relax. God is so much bigger than I need to hear from God right now, and unless I do, my life will be forever messed up. No, just you're learning to grow. And God will teach you, He will help you to grow and mature. And the more you mature through His sermon, you'll begin to understand God's voice more clearly. You'll begin to discern. You'll say, Oh, that's the Lord. You know, maybe five times in my life I could say, Wow, the Lord spoke to me. Like, quote, spoke meaning I felt words in my mind. I did not hear an audible voice, but I heard words come into my mind and it was powerful and, and it was totally unexpected, totally random, and it influence my life in a drastic way or big way and maybe yeah maybe i'm exaggerating three four times um maybe five i don't know whatever <laughs> several times i could count it on the on my hand and then many many times in my life i have had when the lord gave me pictures words impressions scripture verses and those are great too um <clears throat> and I, I won't share right now, but you know, I don't haven't had too many. Um, I have not had like open visions or anything. I'm open to them, <laughs> if the Lord would like to. I I felt like the Lord has sent angelic messengers before, but you know, I'm not gonna make a you know change my life around them. And you know, just the Lord, however He would like to lead. Um, you know, one time I there's a time in my life when I really, 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 really wanted an open vision. Open vision means when you're like awake and you see a vision, right? Or I wanted to see an angel. <clears throat> there was a period in my life when I wanted what I thought was a cool big stuff. I'm like, I want to be like those spiritual giants that fast, go to the mountain. I did go to the mountain and be alone for two weeks. I was alone for two weeks. I was and fast and I was fasting. I was doing everything because I really, really wanted God to speak at a TED, right? And then so that night I, I was up in North Carolina and <clears throat> in a cabin by myself for a couple of weeks and I was praying and reading the scriptures and quote, detoxing my soul, getting, you know, and just you know, taking a pause in my life. And literally that retreat saved my life. But that's a whole other story because I was just go, go, go before that. Um, but I, that night I had a dream. In the dream, I was pushing a shopping cart I think I was going down a couple of steps. And, but the shopping cart was filled with money, but it was all pennies and nickels and dimes and a few quarters. And it was like three quarters full or whatever. <clears throat> and it was very cumbersome. Like, <clears throat> I was like, this is very cumbersome. Lord, I wish I just had a few hundred dollar bills. <laughs> and then it'd be very neat and very, you know, very flashy. And I, you know, I could put it in my one pocket and I could walk normally. And not feel like it's going to take me forever and it's something might spill out. And then I woke up and the thought, thought that came to my mind is the Lord said, don't just look for the big stuff. This is still money. And it's the same amount as, you know, a few hundred dollars. And so what I understood from that, that dream was I felt like the Lord was teaching me. Sometimes you get these small impressions. How do you feel about me? Maybe you just felt warm and fuzzy. What if you made that up? That's okay. You have, you know, you feel good about yourself. That's a good thing. <laughs> but what if it was the Lord? What if that was the Lord? What if the source of that impression was God himself? That's what the Holy Spirit revealed to you. That might not be uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 of 10, of an angel coming and saying, uh, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. You know, that would be a 10. But what if it's a 1? Like, I feel like God loves me. 
But if the source is the Lord, and that's from his heart, does that count? It totally counts. Totally counts. And if you get a hundred of those, that's just, that's better than having an angel come to you and telling you that God loves you. Which is interesting because people who do have these angelic things and visitations, sometimes you would think that they would, their lives would be totally, utterly transformed and they would never go back into sin. And they're human beings. It's so funny. People who have angelic visitations and being taken up into heaven, they're human beings. They sin. They can back, backslide. It's, uh, there's different reasons why God gives different experiences, but you know, when God, when you're reading the Bible, you know, you're having your quiet time in the morning and God gives you a verse, and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. That might not feel like a 10, that might be a 2 or a 3 or a 7 or whatever, just, I'm just making numbers up arbitrarily. But if it's from the Lord and He's speaking through you, to you through His eternal word, that is totally valid, that totally counts. The Lord is speaking to you. He is guiding you, He is leading you because you're His child. And so, be okay with that. Not only be okay with that, rejoice and delight in that and celebrate that. You're hearing from the Lord and it, it matters and it counts. Good. Any questions? <clears throat> All right. Uh, so listen, look for scriptures, pictures, words, or impressions. Uh, number four, pause and take time to listen. Oh, actually, that's not number four. Um, I put in your notes, 1 Samuel 3.10, The Lord came and stood there calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Yeah, that should be our posture. Lord, if you want to say anything, I'm listening. I'm all yours. Let me share another story with, with you. Um, let me see, how are you doing on time? Okay. <clears throat> I try to get my sermons done earlier in the week now, but this was one of those Saturdays and I was like 30% of the way done. And I knew I was gonna be there for a while. It was already past dinner time. And so I was at the church office and in the, you know, I was in my office at church and in the church office there's a microwave. <clears throat> and so I, I had this little, this was before I was married, my wife wouldn't let me do this now, but I had these instant ravioli heat up things from Trader Joe's. And how it's shelf-stable with all that tomato sauce and things, I don't want to know. <laughs> I had a couple of those for emergencies like that night because I was so busy I didn't even have time to go to, you know, whatever. And get... So before I was married. So I went into my the church office, put the ravioli dinner into the microwave, nuked it, and, I'm, and the church office in my office, it's like, you know, five feet away, the doors. <laughs> so I'm coming out of the church office, walking into my office door, and in that five feet, this is what happened. I took one step, and suddenly this feeling of remorse, loss, devastation came into my heart. This is what it went like. What if I drop this thing, and it gets all over the floor, I'm not going to have anything to eat, um, it's going to be a waste, and, you know, it's kind of silly, but the emotion I felt was like at a level nine. Like, this is the worst thing in the world that could ever happen in the history of mankind. I felt so sorry for myself. Like, oh, man. And the funny thing is, I did not drop this thing. <laughs> I'm like walking five feet to my office door. And, and, and so for the first time in my life, this thought came to my mind. Number one, this is not right. <laughs> Something's not right here. Why am I feeling this out of a $2 ravioli dinner, all right? And so I got to my desk, and I started praying. I said, Lord, what, what was that about? And as I began to pray, 
this, this um, I, I felt like I understood that I had felt this emotion before. It was a familiar feeling. And then I began to remember, oh, I felt it a few years ago when, you know, or whenever my mom would uh, cut fruits. She told me one time that she, uh, you know, would give my dad and my sister and me the good stuff and she would eat the things that are left over. And I'd feel this emotion of just remorse and devastation. I remember other times in my life I've had that emotion. I was like, this is not right. I'm not emotionally healthy, at least with this part of my life, whatever it is. For the first time, I realized something's not right with me. And so I prayed. I said, Lord, you just show me. Uh, search my heart. Know my thoughts. Anxious thoughts. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, Lord. And I just said, Lord, have at it. I just paused for a few minutes. Ate my ravioli dinner. <laughs> prepared the sermon for that day. <laughs> and I forgot what the sermon is now. This is years ago, but... And I went home, and that was that. I can't remember exactly when, but it was maybe a week and a half, up to three weeks later, less than a month later, but more than a couple of days. I was driving home from church one day, and as I'm driving, I'm at the stoplight, um, and this phrase, random phrase, comes into my mind. The gift of the Magi. And my first thought is, huh, is that the three Magi that brought gifts to Jesus? Or, But then I understood what it was. I felt like the Lord was speaking to me. I was recognizing his voice, and he was saying, The Gift of the Magi. What that is, it's a, a story by an author named O. Henry. Anybody know what this is? Yeah. It's a very uh, couple that's living in poverty. The husband has a watch without a band, and the wife has uh, long hair, um, but no comb. And so the husband, for Christmas, sells his watch so he can buy a comb for his wife's long hair. The wife cuts her hair and sells her hair to get a watch band for her <laughs> husband. Christmas Day comes, they swap, and they're like, oh, no, it's terrible. <laughs> I know, it's sad. But I, I had read the short story when I was in second grade, eight years old. I don't know what an 80-year-old boy was reading this O. Henry short story, but I remember as an 80-year-old boy, it devastated my heart. It wounded me emotionally in the sense of dreadful loss and devastation, like, Life is, what's the, what's the use? Why should we do nice things when my mom cut the fruits? And I was like, life is terrible for you, mom. Just like, it just kind of became a part of me from eight years old. Here I am, I was probably 30-something then. And, you know, because of the ravioli, I began to pray and ask God and began to listen. And he didn't answer me right there with the ravioli in my hand. But a few days later, when I was more of a, you know, calmer place, and the gift of the Magi. Instantly, in a split second, an uh, entire chapter of ideas came into my mind. Oh, okay, it's like the Matrix. Like, okay, <laughs> this is what's wrong with me. And I had all of these things. But it took me a few minutes to flesh it out and pray and repent and forgive and do all of these things. So, Lord, forgive me for having these emotions. I know they're not from you. Forgive, I forgive my parents or whoever gave me this book that I would read it as a <laughs> And I just, I just covered all the bases. I said, Lord, for, you know, repent and forgive, and Lord, bring healing to my life, fill me with your Holy Spirit. By the time I got home, I was fine. And then I haven't had anything nearly that like that, you know, ever since. And so that was one time I felt like the Lord was answering my prayer and my cry. I said, Lord, what, what's going on? I don't understand. And he didn't give me the answer in the way I wanted at the time I wanted it. But, you know, the Lord is helping us to mature, to become more Christ-like. And I don't know in my life how many times this would have had an effect on me. 
I can't, I don't know because I didn't realize this was an issue in my life until that time. So the Lord is um, helping us to mature and to grow. And so, um, so listen and take time to um, hear from the Lord. Um, I'll just mention this very quickly in passing. But God can speak to you in your dreams. That's In the scripture, that seems to be a preferred way, or not a preferred way, the most common way it seems like, the word of the Lord comes to people. Um, Zechariah, I forget, is it 8 or 12 dreams that Zechariah has? And it's part of the Bible. Um, <clears throat> Joseph, Mary, Joseph in the Old Testament, just so many dreams. Um, Daniel, whatever, many people. Um, I, I was, one day I was thinking about why does God speak to us in dreams? Anybody, can you think about that? Why does God speak to us in dreams? Yeah. Our inhibitions. Yes, exactly. You know, you don't have to be a very, very bright person to, you know, the, the bar is very low. Close your eyes and go to sleep. And the Lord will speak to you, my son. <laughs> like, anybody could do that. You don't have to be a pastor or not a pastor, you know, know the Bible, not know the... Just go to sleep, right? And when I'm awake, and if the God were supposed to quote, speak to me, I might have all these inhibitions like, oh, Lord, this might be the Lord. What would my wife think? Or what if I'm wrong? What if I get... None of that. You know, and I have no limitations. My view of God is not hindered by my limited understanding of the Bible. It's just, I let the Lord speak, and I can't do anything about it. <laughs> and he, um, that's a great way. Uh, Proverbs 25, verse, uh, Job 33, verse 15 through 16. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, while slumbering, slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. And so I'm, according to this verse, probably every single one of us last night when you went to sleep, if you slept at all here in the new environment of the camp, uh, and, uh, you know, when you were sleeping, the Lord sealed your instructions for today, for the week, for the days ahead, for the season. Because if we were to know what it was, we might argue with God and say, no, God, I don't want to do that. Or are you sure, God? Or, you know, whatever it is, we let the Lord speak and and maybe he will reveal them to us. But anyways, dreams are a simple way for God to um, speak to us. Proverbs 25, 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. Sometimes you have a dream and you have no idea what it means. And most of my dreams, most of my life, I didn't really pay attention to them until I understood that dreams are metaphorical. Dreams in the scriptures are very metaphorical. They're like parables in the night. And I, I wish God would just speak to me in clear language on a three-point outline, <laughs> you know, in a timetable. But God doesn't seem to do that with me, at least. <laughs> he gives me metaphorical pictures that makes me go, Huh? First of all, is that from you? <laughs> and secondly, what in the world does that mean? <laughs> you know, I saw a horse and this, this, and, you know, I saw the, you know, yellow wagon or something. What does this mean? But the Bible says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. And it's the glory of kings to search it out. You're being kingly when you don't understand what God is speaking to you. God, is this you? What are you saying? God is hiding it. Why does he do that? Because he wants to engage us in a conversation. 
He doesn't want you to just sit down with you and say, well, this, let me give you the next 50 years of your life. And, you know, you're going to meet this person and have this business deal and go to this school. He doesn't do that. He, he wants us to continue to trust him day by day, moment by moment. He wants us in a relationship. And so he'll lead us. It's kind of like, you know, when I play hide and go seek with my, you know, two and a half year old son, you know, I'll hide, but I'll show him a little bit enough of me to know that, you know, I'm not out of the room and he'll start crying, you know, just like, I'm here, don't worry, I care about you, you just come a little bit more this way, trust me, it'll be fun, you know, and he leads us and he guides us. Good, and then number five, uh, journal your thoughts, questions, and God's responses, write things down. Um, there's three reasons why this is helpful. Number one, it's helpful to, uh, it's one way of being faithful with what God gives you. You know, like, you know, oh, I saw a yellow tractor. Write it down. I don't think it was from the Lord. Write it down. <laughs> what if it, just write it down. And then after you've written it down, later you can think about it. And then you can ask somebody about it. Say, I had a dream about this. Does it, you think it means anything? And, and it's a way of being faithful with what God gives you. And how many know that if you're faithful with a little, God will entrust you with more. Yeah. I got this level one thing. I think God likes me. In fact, I think he loves me. <laughs> I think he's, yeah. Well, you got that level one. Write it down. God loves me. <laughs> Profound. I'm going to write a book about that and be famous. No one's ever thought of this before. Oh, I know it's a level one, but just write it down. That's a way that you're appreciating what the Lord is saying. You're being faithful with it, and you're saying, God, I'm hungry. Tell me more. What does that mean that you love me? What does that mean? Secondly, it's a way that we gain more confidence in hearing God's voice. Um, <clears throat> when you write things down, you, you have a record of it, so that when you go back to it, you realize, wow, God did speak to me after all. <laughs> that has happened so many times. What's neat is, I'm not sure if we'll have time to do this today, but when, when I encourage uh, people at our church to learn to recognize God's voice in a smaller setting at our home groups, we'll say, let's listen to the Lord and ask him to give us scriptures, impressions, words. And then in the beginning, it was like this. <clears throat> For the first few weeks, people would say random things like yellow tractor, I see a puppy, you know, with one ear or whatever. You know, just random things that I would, and I'd say, good, good. Good try, good try. <laughs> I, I didn't say good try. I just like, good. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> sharing is good. Yeah. And then after a few weeks, this is what started happening. We just did this every week for a few weeks. And I probably at that time, most of the things, in my opinion, were just random things. They were coming up on their own. But one day, there was a turning turning point. At the, We were praying for somebody. And I'd say, let's get, ask the Lord for scriptures, pictures, impressions, words. And somebody said, I don't know, I saw this. And it's totally random, doesn't make sense. And she just had boldness to say it. And then it's like the room lit up. One other person said, oh, I saw the exact same thing. The other person said, oh, I saw the exact same thing. And then another person said, I got the scripture. And it was, it's related to that thing that you saw. And it's like three, four, five. And it was like, they were like, well, maybe we are hearing from God. Maybe you're onto something. And then the week after, it happened again. And... And then after that, it happened again. And then after that, we just kind of, okay, even if it doesn't happen, I have confidence that the Holy Spirit can lead us and speak to us so that we could minister. He's guiding us. And so, but it took us a while to just, you know, get okay with not hearing from God and not, you know, saying, thus saith the Lord, I saw, you know, this over you. Just, just say what you saw, scripture that came to your mind. Um, <clears throat> so you have a record of God dealing with your heart. 
Um, lastly, avoiding pitfalls and learning to recognize God's voice. It's going to be a learning journey for every single one of us. Um, you're going to miss it sometime, but be okay that you're going to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to try because you know you're going to fall sometimes. Um, if I know my son is going to fall when he's learning to ride a scooter, then he's never going to ever learn. He needs to be okay. I need to be okay. Put the pads on him so that he doesn't hurt himself too badly, right? And then let him fall if he needs to. Then he can learn what's the limit of the balance that I could have. He learns all of these things. You need to learn. The point of me teaching my son is not, you know, force him and make him do everything like me so that he gets dependent upon me. Without me, he can't do anything. No, I want him to mature and grow and to be able to use his abilities. But as a dad, that's what my heart for my son is. And God wants us to grow and develop and mature, that we would have a mind of Christ. But that does not mean we become like robots. And, you know, God expresses his glory in so many different unique ways. Every every single one of you here, your giftings, your callings, your passions, your, you know, your little quirks and, you know, the funny way you do things. This is all the way God designed you on for a purpose, for a reason. <clears throat> and so um, understand that it's going to be a learning journey. And so understand that there will be many mistakes between now and before Jesus comes. Um, and be okay with it. Be okay that you're growing and learning. And so here's three things that you should do to keep, um, uh, avoid serious pitfalls. Number one, uh, be grounded in God's word. Always remember that the Bible is God's final authority. <clears throat> and I cannot stress this enough. Right now, all of you are in here are probably saying, yeah, definitely, of course. This is like Christianity 101, right? But it's so funny. I see solid, grounded believers, once they start thinking that they hear hearing the voice of God, suddenly, well, I know the Bible says this, but this was so clear. It's like, mm, you know, that's a warning sign right there. You can put it on the shelf, but don't, you know, very simple. You know, uh, God will not contradict, contradict himself. And, you know, when spiritual experiences get involved, you know, put them on the shelf and, and be okay with it. Um... Secondly, be in healthy relationships with other godly people who can speak into your life. Don't ever feel like you're so spiritual that you don't need anybody to ever correct you. Deception. Um, <clears throat> the, the concept of deception is that you don't know you're deceived. Isn't that the idea? If you know you're deceived, would that be deception? No, that's not deception. You need other people to speak and give them permission into your life that if they need, they can speak into your life. And you're not going to get all you know, up in their face about and say, who are you going to tell me what to do? Just like I have blind spots in my life and I need somebody to speak into my life. <clears throat> this has nothing to do with the message, but I used to cut my own hair for many, many years. And I, I went to, I got so busy I couldn't cut my own hair anymore. And so it was just getting long and stuff. I was like, I better just cough up the 15 bucks and go get my hair cut like everybody else. And I tried five different places and I was not satisfied with any of them. I went to this one other place and I was like, all right, nobody does it as good as me. But the sixth person is pretty good, not bad. Only one thing was she cut the back a little bit crooked. I was like, I could live with that. I could fix that. <laughs> all right. And so I went back the next month. And she cut everything pretty decent. I don't have to fix it up a little bit. I know. It's <laughs> Anyways, but I, then I looked at the my, back of my head again. Guess what? Same mistake. My hair is a little bit crooked. 
And then I was about to say, well, I don't know. I, maybe I should go find another person. And then this realization came to me. The more than 10 years that I've been cutting my hair, I've been cutting it crooked. Because <laughs> yeah. I would hold the mirror like this, and then I would you know, go like this to get the shape. <laughs> I did not realize that when you do that, you crunch your neck and you cut it crooked. <laughs> Nobody told me this. <laughs> and then finally, somebody comes and cuts it right. <laughs> We all need <laughs> And then you hate them for it, right? <laughs> That's the flesh. <laughs> but, you know, we all need somebody. That's the reason we're here. You know, why did we take time out of our busy schedules to be here and to be with one another and to learn from each other and learn from good speakers? And why? That's why we go to church and be part of a spiritual family. <clears throat> good. Um, and number three, don't try to manipulate or control others. Um, yeah, don't don't feel like you have to say God told me or thus saith the Lord or you know, something. Just don't be weird. Just say what you saw. Scripture came to your mind, and you know, just leave it at that. Don't try to coerce people or manipulate people and say, you know, God told me I'm supposed to marry you, and you know, we're just supposed to business together. Don't don't try to manipulate people. Just relax and just let God deal with their hearts. If they're supposed to marry you, God will speak to them. You know, just, which is, you know, I know a lot of people that said things like that to girls, and girls get freaked out and they run the other way. <laughs> so, guys, if you're not married, do not say that. <laughs> One time I know somebody that did work and she actually married him, but anyway, that's another story. <laughs> Don't try to manipulate or, you know, control people. Just, you know, we want uh, communication is about love, of caring, of sharing. That's the way God leads us. He does not coerce us or twist our arm to obey. He says, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. He says, let me show you a way to do it. He says, I'll teach you this way if you want to learn. Yeah, I want to learn how to do it like that and live my life in a way that brings peace and blessing and joy to me and to others. I want, teach me, God. What is this holiness about? What does it mean to live like Jesus? Teach me. And we grow. All right, uh, we're going to pray and conclude. Um, any questions? All right, then uh, let me, let's pray. We have about <clears throat> seven minutes, so oh, I'm wondering if we have enough time to do this. Um, Nah, I'll just pray for you, and then we'll conclude. And so, uh, as, as a conclusion today, take those three applications. Begin to ask God questions, and begin to start expecting God to speak to you. Um, and write it down. And keep on growing. Keep on growing in that. i just close with one scripture verse, Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Then we'll pray. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Again, this is Jesus speaking to the church at Laodicea. And he offers them an invitation. He's knocking. And this is actually to believers. He's writing to the church at Laodicea. These are believers. Jesus is talking to believers and saying, if you hear my voice, I want to be... I want calling to relationship. I want to speak. I want you to hear my voice. I want to commune with you. What does Jesus want to do? He wants to come in, sit down, and have a you know cappuccino or a latte with you, or you know he wants to talk to you. He wants us to have relationship with him. 
It all begins with recognizing his voice, that he is knocking, that he is wanting to speak. If we would have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. And let's pray. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for your word to us, your invitation to understand deeper and more of your heart towards us. Oh, Lord, I pray that you would um, take us in this adventure of learning to hear your voice and to recognize it. Let's pray for everybody here in this room that you give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we would know you more. Open up the eyes of our heart, God. We would know the hope to which you have called us, the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints, and your exceedingly greatness, the exceeding greatness of your power towards us. Lord, I pray that you would help us understand more and more. Give us confidence as we grow in learning to hear your voice. As we read the scriptures, I pray that you would give us conviction that you are leading us and guiding us. I pray that you would let us experience that let there be an excitement that that you're a living God and that you're leading us moment by moment day by day that you that your heart towards us that big giant heart that's coming down from heaven Lord that that's for all of us that that's how you feel about us that's the reason, reason Jesus died. That's the reason for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. That he would have a bride and that the Father would have a family. That there, there's great delight in your hearts for each and every single one of us here. So Lord, give us, um, just, I just ask for your Holy Spirit to come and just, just remove any hindrances, any barriers, any inner vows that we've made and, or any bad experiences we've had from ourselves or others that turned us off from believing that you still speak and that can lead us and guide us. I just pray that you would just remove any hindrances that are not in line with your word and just reveal your truth to us. Holy Spirit, just ask for just a season of intimacy that you would reveal the beauty and the majesty and the glory of Jesus to our hearts more and more. Let us fall in love with you. Restore that first love. That it is not just about living out of duty, but there is a delight in our hearts. A delight in our hearts that we hear your voice, that you walk with us. We want to know your heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, God bless you. So good to be here with you guys. All right. Hope to see you guys again sometime. I'll be here for a while, so if you have any questions or other things, um, feel free to let's chat.